0: This is the Mountain Vision Podcast, where we share our obsession with hunting in the outdoors and talk waterfowl and big game hunting. Whether we're waterfowl hunting in the Sacramento Valley with the Sutter Buttes as our backdrop or deer hunting in the Sierras, one thing is for certain, our vision of the mountains is a hard one to shake. Listen along as I interview outdoorsmen that have inspired me, and you might find inspiration from them as well. Hey, what's happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Mountain Vision Podcast. This is episode number seven. Um, on this episode, I talked to Kyle Madsen. Um, if you want to find him on Instagram, it's uh, two K's seven Y's L E. It's just Kyle, kind of drawn out. But, um, anyways, find him there on Instagram, and then uh, he also he also has a YouTube channel called Shitty Hunter TV. So, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't call him a shitty hunter, though. It sounds like he's doing pretty good. Last season, he Uh, filled both of his California deer tags and um, both uh, AO tags so got it done with with his bow so um, not an easy feat but yeah uh, I just was I've been inspired by his his high country mule deer hunt last year he just had a long pack out Um, his buddies didn't want to go and he kind of dug deep and um, you know he was determined to get up there and get it done and and he did and he had a long pack out solo so um, it was inspiring to me, and I just figured, you know, if you haven't heard his story already, check it out. All right, stay tuned.
1: Hey, what's up, Sean? How's it going?
0: Pretty good, man. How you doing?
1: I'm doing all right. Good, good. Can you hear me? Because I have, like, pretty terrible service in my apartment, so I can call you from another phone if it's not that clear.
0: Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, honestly, it's the same thing here. I I have like a dead spot in my neighborhood where like, like I drive in my neighborhood and the the phone shuts off and it's like I got to call people back all the time and sometimes it cuts out here, so (laughs) if it does, I might have to... Hopefully it works on both of our eyes. Yeah, no kidding, huh? The odds might be against us.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. It is 2020, so everything's possible now
0: yeah and i mean if if it does i can always just jump in my truck and take this thing with me and call you around the corner or something it's not a big deal
1: cool and i could absolutely do the same thing if needed
0: okay so what? so what's up
1: dude <laughs> dude i mean not too much like since uh not really like since i work as a waiter then pretty you know oh, not is like that, i'm going to work right
0: now is that what you do you're, you're wait.
1: yep so uh, okay so I've been uh, working in the restaurant industry for, I don't know, probably like 10 years now. Started off as, you know, washing dishes and whatnot. And oh, yeah. since I'm going back to school, finally, um, it's one of those things that, you know, I've thought throughout the years of getting out of it. But there's really not many jobs that allow you to hunt yeah. and go to school and kind of like live that kind of schedule.
0: Yeah. So I'm
1: kind of, you know, just going with it until I graduate school and then I'll go on to, you know, a different job with a little bit more strict schedule but it's uh definitely allowed me to get out and hunt quite a bit that's for sure yeah
0: i guess it probably gives you like a kind of a flexible schedule then
1: huh yep absolutely and then there's usually people that you know want to pick up shifts anyways so if i do get scheduled and still want to take something off it's usually not too big of a deal to get something over it
0: yeah that's cool what uh what school are you going to
1: Um, So I just graduated from DVC, and then I'll be transferring to uh, East Bay.
0: Oh, okay. Right on. Nice. So
1: I started off, I think I've been to, started community college like four or five different times since I graduated high school in like 2009, and then finally just got to the point where I was like, I need to just finish this up, then, you know, (laughs) starting it that many times is one of those things I just just wanted to get it done with, and now just trying to cruise through as fast as possible.
0: Nice. What's your major? Are you uh, looking to do something specific for a
1: living? Um,
0: Initially, uh, I
1: I was hoping that I would have something in mind after, you know, taking so many breaks. And I'm like, you know, eventually I'll figure it out. And I'm just at the point now that I'm doing communications just to wrap it up and, you know, just be in there quickly, get it done with. And from what I've seen, um, like my girlfriend works as a recruiter. I've got a good friend who works as a recruiter. A lot of companies really just want to see that you have the degree. Okay. And so there's not much that I've necessarily decided that I would want to do in a specialty field. Yeah. So I've I've just accepted the fact that, you know, I'll cut my losses in, you know, the specialty field and just go with having that, you know, stupid piece of paper that says you did the you did the four years of nonsense senior go. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's that's
0: kind of what I've always been told is just, you know, get a get a uh, degree in something. I, I didn't do it. I didn't do that, but I didn't listen to my parents, but <laughs> that's what they always told me. It was just get a degree in something. I don't care what it is, but for me, it was just hard to focus on something that I, you know, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So it was just, I, I ended up just finally dropping out, but.
1: Yep. That's like I said, I did it four or five times myself. <laughs> so I yeah. totally understand.
0: That's cool though. That you were able to get yourself, pull it together and buckle down and get it done. Or get, kind of moving in the right direction yeah not finished
1: yet but uh i'm making more progress than i was so it's a good start yeah
0: for sure hey are you hearing like a squeaking on your end um
1: more of a uh like static almost um if you're hearing a squeaking i gave my dog a kong uh peanut butter so i'll put him in the other room just in case that's what it is
0: oh no i don't think that's what it is i think it's something over here on my end I think
1: we're all right, though. No, cool. Well, I just moved the dog just in case because he was kind of going to town on that call.
0: <laughs> you have a golden retriever, right?
1: I do, yeah. He's uh, like three and a half years old now.
0: Okay, still young.
1: Yep, he's got all of the puppy energy still. He's sure. definitely getting better than he was, but he's been an interesting dog to uh, to train.
0: Yeah, you because you use her for duck hunting and stuff, too, huh?
1: Yeah, and I had I taken duck hunting with me, and he got a lot better this season. But uh, it was funny, as I was listening to your last podcast about uh, you know etiquette in the field of duck hunting and preparing your dog more than just working with him in the field. And I definitely made that mistake the first year with him, because I spent all my summer and fall working on trying to you know harvest a deer and fill my pig tag yeah i pretty much pretty much left the dog training you know until the very last minute
0: i know it happens so, dude. That, that's kind of what made me think of that i was like i remember i just remember you know times when like you're busy doing other things or you're you know and then you just don't work with the dog as much as you want to and then it you just you know it just affects you when you're out there i don't know That was, that episode was kind of like last minute i'm like dude i'm just gonna do something re- duck hunting related before we get get into deer stuff,
1: and <laughs> just figure well, I'd throw I throw it I, I, I thought it was an
0: awesome episode. Oh, good.
1: Um, when I was listening to listen to it the other day, like, I mean, I I honestly the one entire time I was like listening to it, I wish that I had heard it a couple of years ago when I initially started duck hunting because I was that guy with, you know, I had never been duck hunting before. I had a buddy who had gone like. Two times with his dad to a private club, and our first time going out, it was it was a shit show. <laughs> yeah. We had no idea what we were doing. We to take the time to research research more, we were more just like, oh, here's a spot that we were you know called the biologist. They said we can go here, and it was just a fiasco. Yeah. So after hearing that, I got a good laugh out of it thinking of all the mistakes that I've made and whatnot and being like, Oh man, if I'd only heard this a couple of years ago, I could have saved (laughs) myself some embarrassment.
0: Yeah. I know. It's, it's funny. It's like, um, yeah, it's like, I just, I don't know. I like every subject that I talked about on that was, I mean, it was only like a 30 minute episode or something, but I'm like, dude, I mean, you could go for hours about each one of those topics and I'm just like winging it and just throwing out this like quick little episode of like the really, really basics, you know? And I'm like, I, I almost felt like it was kind of pointless because I'm like, dude, I could literally go into, you know, you could talk about training your dog for hours, <laughs> like, you know. Right, I mean? right. So it's just, I don't know. But I felt like some of that stuff is like things that you don't think about sometimes when you're focused on other things in the summertime, you know. And then all of a sudden, duck season's here, and it's like, oh shit, let's go duck hunting. <laughs> right. Everybody's exactly. Just it. So.
1: So. I definitely enjoyed that episode. It it struck home with me.
0: (laughs) Oh, good. So uh, how long did you grow up in a hunting family?
1: So my dad grew up in Utah, and so he hunted when he was younger. And my mom grew up in L.A., so she was, like, never around guns or hunting or anything. Okay. So when they got married, my dad kind of got out of hunting. Um, They both rock climbed, so they're always in the outdoors and into backpacking and stuff like that. But uh, I can remember my dad telling me when I was younger, um, and I was asking him, like, why would you quit like hunting? And he was like, because I could afford to buy beef. And so kind of got to the point in his life where he was like, I can afford to go to the grocery store, and I'm not going to go and get venison, which always sounded so strange to me. Yeah. I realized, I realized that my dad was just a terrible cook. And so as he would talk about, like, oh, I enjoy beef more than venison, I just realized my dad had no idea how to prepare it. And, you know, yeah. it's funny because at work, working as a waiter, I now have, if I share meat with people at work, they'd rather have that meat than the meat that we serve.
0: Really? Yeah. And
1: so it, it's funny to hear how, you know, different people like perceive it and whatnot. And so I just was always confused when I was younger and it just turned out my dad was just a terrible cook. So yeah. he kind of got out of hunting because he didn't enjoy it as much. And, you know, since my mom wasn't involved in it, he kind of, you know, more focused on work. But yeah. when I came around, uh, he, you know, started, off, started me off with a bow and arrow and BB guns and whatnot. And so obviously, you know, when you're a little kid and you're running around, I lived in upstate New York, um, want to go chase squirrels and rabbits and things like that. So at that point, he started getting back into it because he saw that I had an interest in it. Oh, okay. So it's like he had a hunting background, but it was more me being interested from, you know, five, six years old of, wanting to run around with the BB gun, that he was like, okay, now I'll start getting back into it as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder... So
1: we didn't have... Oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, I just... Sometimes I kind of, like, wonder what, why people, like, overcook venison or, like, you know... I, I just think, like, people are used to eating beef, you know, and beef is, like, a little bit fattier or, or pork or whatever, and it's a little bit fattier, and people that are sensitive that, to that kind of stuff tend to, like, overcook their meat, you know? And then, oh, absolutely! It and,
1: turns and, into leather.
0: Yeah, which is like you know when you overcook beef or, or pork, it's not like it's it's drier, but it's not the end of the world. It doesn't taste it doesn't taste horrible. It's not a horrible flavor, you know what I mean? But then when you do that to venison, that's more it's, doable. Yeah, but it's crazy. Like you said, like if you do that to venison or elk or whatever, I mean, it's like it completely changes the flavor. And if you just cook it medium rare or just sear it, it tastes like heaven.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. You know, there's nothing better than it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just cause it's, it's just so much of a leaner meat. And I, I almost feel like, you know, people that are sensitive to the, like the fattier foods and the rare meats and stuff. Like I, I think if they would just try venison, uh, medium rare, just cause it is so lean, I think they would, you know, warm up to it a little bit better than just assuming that it needs to be overcooked.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Like, if you can get someone to try venison out of rare or a medium rare, I've really not found anyone who hasn't enjoyed it. Yeah, and it's you know, it it doesn't have the gamey flavor as long as it meat's taken care of. Um, you know, it has it's it, it's funny to say, but it tastes like meat should.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Like I went a long time of uh, pretty much just only eating the deer that I had from last season, and I am down to one hind quarter left. That I've uh, kept in the freezer for a flip flop. I was going to say. Uh, inspiration from Andy. Yep. <laughs> but, and uh, I don't want to break it down, but I'm at the point where I was like, I'm having to buy beef again. And so it's like, I almost made it the entire of the year without having to do it. But every time I have to cook the beef now, it's just like, it's disappointing because it's not, it doesn't taste as good as the venison. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't know, it was just something, just a good feeling about you know, putting your venison on the dinner table with the family or whatever and it's a good feeling.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: But um so you uh so what's with the what's with the whole shitty hunter thing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um pretty much I um all my friends would see that I was out hunting or, you know, walking around with my bow is a better way of putting it, yeah. um, for long enough. And then, you know, always coming back with nothing. I was sitting around the campfire one time and one of my buddies was just like, you know, you're the she hunter. <laughs> and it, it kind of just stuck as we were all kind of sitting there and realized like, Oh, that, that is true. <laughs> I'm out all the time and I rarely come back with anything. So she hunter is probably the best way to put it. Oh,
0: that's funny. And,
1: uh, yeah, you know, I've just kind of gone with it because it's true. <laughs> you look at the number of times that I've gone out it's uh, versus the number of animals I've taken. It's uh, not the uh, not the closest number.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's probably how it is for most of us. But <laughs> uh, that's, that's what keeps it fun, though. Yeah, I know, man. It's so addicting. like once you get a taste of it, it's like something just keeps drawing you back
1: exactly there's no getting away
0: yeah so you got that uh i saw your i watched that that your little your uh your youtube channel the shitty hunter tv or whatever on on your your season last year dude that that was a freaking you were a long way in there huh
1: your high country um, so for the uh the high country uh the deer yeah that was um that was about eight miles back And, uh, that was an awesome spot. I had actually found it the year before, um, with one of my buddies and, uh, someone else had told us, like, I recommend you go check out a spot over here. I had misunderstood the trailhead that he had said to go in. So we went to a different trailhead. We hiked in, it's pretty high in elevation. So my buddy ended up getting altitude sickness and, uh, we had to stop probably two or three miles from where we were initially planning to go. So we stopped and spent the night, woke up in the morning, and we're like, before we start walking, let's at least glass this hill in front of us. And we ended up seeing some nice mature deer and uh, just got lucky with it. Uh, sat on them for probably 30 minutes then went into the timber. We didn't see him again for the, we probably there for four or five more days for that trip. Yeah, Saw one other buck that was smaller. Um, but then, yeah, we left without any opportunities. But for the entire year, that's all I've been able to think about is just getting back to that spot. And the buddy that went with me the first year wasn't able to come this year, this past year. Uh Uh-huh. So uh, I decided that, you know, I'm just going by myself because I want to see what's back there. If it was a fluke that those deer were there or if they're, you know, constantly there. And hiked the eight miles in, set up camp, started glassing the first night, and, uh, no luck, didn't see anything. Started getting a little worried that maybe the deer didn't move back up or this and that, a bunch of things could have happened. Yeah. But then the next morning was opening morning, and uh, lo and behold, I glass up the deer that I ended up shooting um, and then another smaller buck that was with him. And so I watched them all day, um, didn't make a move on it, just kind of went back and forth in my head of you know, stalking him and being or should I be patient and kind of just see how it goes. Yeah. And since it was, you know, first day of hunting season, I decided just to hang back and just watch it and uh ended up paying off because watching that whole day it was kind of tough to sleep that night because you have to think back and forth it's like did I make the right move of letting yeah. this gear go. Yeah, that'd be rough. <laughs> but uh yeah, especially for someone like me where I'm like, you know, I've I had killed one blacktail before that for California animals, and, like, that was it. Yeah. So I was like, I don't, going back and forth of whether or not I should even hold off for the bigger deer, just go for any deer. So I had all these things going through my head, and luckily the next morning, both those deer were in the same exact spot again. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I had the opportunity to watch them, um, doe move through, kick them up out of their bed. They re-bedded a couple times, and I was able to probably, like, two o'clock um run across make a big U, get the wind right and uh probably i don't know probably took me 20 30 minutes to loop around and uh ended up seeing the smaller buck that was with him didn't have a shot um he kind of like saw me for about 100 yards so i tried to loop around again when i looped around they moved so at that point i was just you know thinking like oh well Good for me that I was able to find them over here, but they, they blew out, and like my time was up, yeah, so I almost almost pulled my phone out to start you know keep making the shitty hunter movie and be like, "Well, this is the beds they were at, this and that, and I just like kind of got the feeling like <laughs> don't do it so soon, like just make sure nothing's around,
0: yeah start talking
1: to yourself <laughs> <laughs> and goal oh, to make one more little like loop down the hill another fifty. 50- and the deer just got and started feeding, so I sat probably about sixty-five yards away from the smaller buck, but it just didn't give me a good shot. And uh, pretty much the only thing I could see was its, um, you know, its vitals were covered, and I could see the mid body and back to the rear legs. So I kind of just sat and watched it, and decided I would get up and loop around again. And lo and behold, as I make that last loop. It's not the smaller deer that was there. It's actually the bigger deer that I was watching. And he was 27 yards. (laughs) So I immediately just got like insane buck fever, started (laughs) shaking, like heavy breathing, trying to control myself. And uh, I draw back and uh, the deer is walking to the left and uphill a little bit. And so I didn't hit him exactly where I wanted, but I did. Uh, he only ran about 60 yards, and uh, had a nice big blood trail to follow, but he, like, dropped because so I kind of hit him in the spine, and then, you know, was able to wander off about 60 yards and over and finished it off, and uh, was by far one of the best feelings and most, like, shocking feelings that I've felt, because I had no intentions of, you know, taking an animal, actually taking an animal that size. So to actually walk up on that animal is unbelievable.
0: yeah I bet man <laughs> that's awesome that's cool dude so you, was for right
1: uh... oh,
0: were you kind of were you like a little bit I don't know I mean sort of in shock but sort of like nervous at the same time or you get to like all of a sudden like reality hits and you're like, oh shit now I gotta deal with this thing and get it out of here before <laughs> before it gets too hot or whatever. I mean, you were up in high country, it sounds like, so it probably wasn't too hot, but it was, well at the beginning of archery season, right?
1: Yeah, it was, uh, what was it, August 15th or 17th last year, something like that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so it definitely, I don't know. I don't think it got above, I mean, I shot it in the afternoon. So by the time I got to it and, you know, had everything taken care of, it was at the point where it was getting dark. Like when I packed up the deer, I put my headlamp on, yeah, And for the last half, you know, way back to camp was uh, with the headlamp. Yeah. But, uh, okay. yeah, it was uh, – I wish I had been in an experience like that before so I could have thought about things better. But it was just so much, you know, chaos and confusion in my mind that, like, wow, this just happened. But at the same time, I also have to, you know – take care of the animal and get everything back to camp and, you know, make sure I'm not just sitting here next to a gut pile if there happen to be bears and whatnot, because I did kick up a bear in a close spot to that the year before. Yeah, But, um, yeah, it, the main thing is I wish I took more pictures because I was I uh, talking to Andy on the last podcast and he was saying the same, like a similar thing of, you know, you don't really take as many pictures of your own animal. And yeah. I look back at my pictures now and I'm like, oh, man, like, there's a couple that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. But I didn't know that, you know, the iPhone has a self-timer. So re- where I have my video or my pictures is I took a video and then just moved the deer's head around and then screenshotted that after. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that I could have done better and that I've definitely, like, have learned for uh, the future. Yeah. It's, it's not the worst thing because it's just pictures. It's not that big of a deal. But uh, I pretty much just got right right down to business two minutes of you know the video and trying to get pictures and then just cutting up that deer
0: yeah so
1: maybe next time i'll next time i'll take five minutes of pictures
0: yeah yeah i know i know what you mean it's like yeah it's like you want to get in and get it taken care of you know and get the meat taken care of and get it gutted and stuff and it's like you just you know, you it just kicks in that you need to get to work. It doesn't. It doesn't really like sink in that you need to like take a few more minutes and take some more pictures. You know, <laughs> so, right? Exactly. Because the whole
1: reason we're out there is for the meat. Yeah. So it's like the last thing you want is anything to go wrong with that. So it's no yeah. so long, especially because you're by I was by myself out there. So it wasn't like I was high fiving anyone and celebrating. It was like, okay, well, this feels really silly for me to stand around and not be taken care of this <laughs> year.
0: Yeah, I know. I know huh? And I, I think about that, too, and I'm like, man, but then, you, but then you think about, like, you see guys, like, shoot something, and then they, you know, they they, they think it might be a bad shot, you know, and so they'll give it a few hours, <laughs> you know, so it's like, right, you, right. You, you think of stories like that, and it's like, oh, dude, I could have taken 10 more minutes and taken a few more pictures, right?
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, in the scheme of things, it's like, oh, it'll still realistically be fine yeah. in another 5, 10, 20 minutes, but in your head, you're like, no, I need to do this right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to jump back to your other, your black tail for a zone, but, but, um, we might as well finish this story. So how was it packing that thing out of there? Did you, you did it the next day, right? Oh man.
1: So yeah, I got the deer back to camp and, uh, um, got, I was trying to decide if I was going to go out that night or the next morning. And I just decided that, you know what, I'm going to try and sleep a little bit longer, get my energy and then I'll be able to just, you know, pack it out yeah and because i am the shitty hunter i (laughs) went in with a completely full Kuyu 7000 pack because i wanted to be comfortable back there yeah so i brought a two-person tent i brought you know uh, you know just more things than i should have
0: yeah
1: so because you know so used to going out without getting things that when i actually had the deer to pack back i had a full camp to pack out plus the deer. Yeah. So I ended up having to instead of just going 8 miles back, it was you go 1 mile down the trail, leave Ball's camp, walk a mile back up to where the deer was, pick up the deer, put it in the pack, bring that down and pretty much just leapfrog all the way down the trail.
0: Oh, so it yeah. went
1: from being a it went from being an 8-mile trip to a 24-mile trip.
0: Uh, okay. You did the little the little shuffle or the yeah, like you said the leapfrog,
1: huh? <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. And, so I made, I got the, I made, it was like 21 miles in the, like the actual next day, got the meat down to the car, left some of the stuff up on the mountain. And once it got dark enough that I was like, all right, I'm not going to be able to make the rest of this trip. I'll get the meat to my cooler in the car and then I'll wake up at first light and come get the rest. So I did like 21 miles that day and then three miles, like a mile and a half up and a mile and a half back.
0: Damn,
1: so dude. it was. It was definitely uh, an experience I'll never forget.
0: Just <laughs> <laughs> makes it even better, huh?
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. It was one of those things, like, uh, as I was talking about, like Steve Ranella talks about them. No one ever remembers a, you know, a roller coaster yeah. five years later. But you remember those miserable times. And yeah. that was one of those times where it was, uh, you know, I didn't have, didn't want to take the time to, like, make food so I just went most of the day without eating and just eating those noon tablets, yeah. so like hydration tablets, <laughs> and just putting those in my water and just trying to cruise as far as I could. Um, eventually filtered water in the stream once and yeah. made experience. And I plan on doing something like that every year.
0: Uh-huh. But
1: uh, it's one of those things that for that next week after, I was like, I can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: man. Well, I'm sure that helps, like, with your just knowing what you're capable of like just pushing your limit pushing the limits you know like next year this coming season you're not going to be as nervous about taking something far out or you know way back in the backcountry you'll you'll know that you're capable of taking care of it you know so it's like probably a good because you know me looking looking in on that story i'm like dude i can't imagine packing something out for over 20 miles you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you've done it, so you know that you're capable of doing it, you know? So you're like probably mentally stronger than I am going back there. <laughs>
1: I don't know if I'd say that,
0: but it was uh it was definitely a, a test of mental strength. Yeah. And for sure. uh I don't know
1: if do you uh know David Goggins?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, he's a badass, huh?
1: So uh I actually had downloaded his audio book and listened to it before the trip, like uh probably a month before or something.
0: Oh really? And so
1: uh on the hike out, I was just like, man, I don't have any cell phone service, so I can't play music. But I knew I had the David Goggins audiobook. Yeah. So I played that for the entire hike out just because I was like, what's something that's going <laughs> to pump me up and just keep me going?
0: Yeah. And
1: so you just listen to his stories, and you're like, oh, this is nothing. I can keep going. This is not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, there's no way
0: There's no way in hell you're going to give up if you're listening to David Goggins while you're doing it, right? <laughs> right, exactly.
1: So I like can't take credit necessarily for being like, super mentally tough it was more just like oh yeah i had that motivation going and so there's a little yeah. bit of a, a cheating aspect in that way
0: <laughs> hell yeah dude dude that's, I, it it's motivational dude it is for it is for me anyways like it, I, I get inspired by like seeing guys like do you know shit like that or just push their push the limits and just kind of you know especially with like i mean the whole the way your trip started out it was like you know your buddies didn't want to go and it's that whole mental thing of like, man, do I really want to go back there all the way back there by myself and probably and not, and I have, probably not seen anything. And like, you know, <laughs> it's like a whole mental game.
1: There's the huge <laughs> mental game. And especially here in California, if we are tree hunt, you know, we have, you know, we can't carry a firearm.
0: Yeah. I know. So it's
1: that whole idea. of Bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. I couldn't agree more, but uh it's, I hadn't ever gone that far out in the wilderness by myself with the intention of going for that long. So that was definitely, uh, an experience as well. Just, you know, the idea of going out by myself for that long was going to be tough. And then, you know, everything else added on, made it a hell of a trip, but, uh, it was interesting to commit to it first. It was pretty much just knowing that I'd seen those deer before. And had I not have seen those deer, I don't know if I would have done it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, did that did that law change that law changed this year, didn't it? We can carry a gun, I think now, right?
1: For from what I understand, and I've tried to read the regulations a couple times about it, it looks like you can do it for every animal other than deer.
0: Except deer,
1: huh? Which uh, I had heard one of the person say that you could do it for deer, but from what I've seen, I think it's every animal except deer, yeah. which is of course so dumb. But you know, it's a start, I guess.
0: Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking that they ch- even changed that again, but I'm—I don't know. Maybe I'm—I'm I'm probably wrong. Oh, I hope
1: so. I hope I'm totally wrong, and I'm just looking at old information when I because I looked probably a couple weeks ago or whatever.
0: Well, that's how I but read it. If I'm wrong, that's how I read it last year. But I, for some reason, I could be totally wrong. But I, for some reason, I thought that they changed it more in our favor to where we could carry it. But yeah, don't quote me on that. I don't—I don't know should probably find that Don't out. Don't quote though. me either. but I, I'm I,
1: crossing my fingers that I'm wrong.
0: <laughs> I am going to say I'm probably going to carry anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, with
1: it's, uh, with everything that's going on and, you know, the number of uh, lions running around, bears, it's better just to protect yourself.
0: Well, and then I th- especially, like, if you have your – this is a little off-subject a little bit, but, like, if you have your CCW permit, I mean, I feel like you should be able to carry – no matter anyways like for your own protection that's why you got it so why can't you
1: right that would make sense to me
0: yeah so I don't know I don't know
1: that's something that we can see a, uh, a definitive yes or no on that soon because if we could then I would be spending a lot more time out there church yeah.
0: yeah I'll probably have to look it up here after we're done talking now I'm curious I'm sure somebody will comment on it too um
1: oh that's the the cool thing about this is someone will let us know right away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll try <laughs> to look it up, like, tonight, though, before I... Mm-hmm. But, so then... Um, so, you got... So, you... you it, it took, whatever, over 20 miles to get back to your truck. You just... So, you just... You know, obviously, you quartered it out and pieced it out. You just threw it in cooler and made trips and and then got out. No. Yeah. What's that? Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Oh. So, you were... I'm not asking for the zone, but you were like up in the Sierras.
1: Yeah. So I was in, uh, in D zone. Okay. And, uh, it was, uh, I'm going to try and stay away from the elevation. Cause that'll probably give it away a little bit, oh, but, yeah. uh, yep. O- over the counter tag. And, uh, you know, if you're willing to go through a pretty tough hike to get in, then it, you know, there's definitely benefits to it.
0: Yeah. there's a ton
1: of bears up there too man yeah like i always get a bear tag before i go in and we always joke like because uh initially the first year that i got one my buddy was like i don't care if you see a bear i'm not helping you pack that out because we're just too far back oh really and uh, oh yeah because it you know it was one that you know I would see it as, oh, I bet we could do it. But he just looked at the hike in and he was just like, no, it's it's absolutely not happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we have, haven't actually seen one to shoot up there. We've talked about it. Um, I kicked one up when I was uh, just trying to walk around on the last day, on the first year that we were up there. Kind yeah. to get a lay of the land and see if I could just kick something up. And uh, kicked up a bear, not a deer, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, they're definitely up there, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I've seen some nice ones the last few years. I just haven't had the right opportunity to get one. But
1: but yeah. Hopefully, this is the year for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm going to push a little bit harder this year. I'm going all in, dude.
1: (laughs) An extra, you know, 200 pounds of meat or something. So, yeah. Definitely, if you can fill that tag, you don't have to worry about many meat issues for the year.
0: Yeah, for sure. Plus, you can
1: save a bunch of fawns.
0: Yeah, no kidding, man. Yeah, there's a high bear population up there.
1: Uh, Yeah, they uh, kill, what, 70% of the fawns?
0: Is that what they say? Yeah.
1: Uh, I feel like I had read a a study um, somewhere here in California that attributed uh, black bears to 70% of fawn deaths. Bam. I don't remember if that was up in B zone or D zone, or maybe I'm thinking of two different studies, but... Enough that you're like, oh, I should definitely focus on doing my bear tag.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I, I've, I've been kind of thinking the same thing, man. Like sometimes I feel like maybe I should be trying harder for bear than deer just because <laughs> there's obviously a population issue going on. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know. just do our part as sportsmen.
0: Yeah, I, I see I see way more bears than deer, dude. I mean, not maybe not does. I don't know. I, I, I see more bear than bucks for sure.
1: Well, if it's even enough to make you think about it, and that's enough to be like, okay, we should start thinning the herd.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I've only I, been shooting a bow now for a year, but um, I got my archery tag. I was going I was, I was. I, I saw a couple nice bears during archery season last year, and I was just—they were just down in some thick stuff, and I just couldn't. I knew if I, if I got down there, I, I wouldn't be able to see them because they were like. You know, it's like I can only see them when they're like standing on their hind legs, reaching up and pulling branches down and eating berries and stuff. You know, so I knew I knew like if I got down there, I would have been scared shitless to fucking start plowing through the through the thick stuff after them with a bow. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) No, I'll (laughs) wait till they they come out.
1: Yep, like you got to wait until like rifle season. say, then you can carry a sidearm if you want to go with the you know just your bow, just because it's not worth going in there with only a bow.
0: Yeah. So be, so before that trip, I kind of jumped ahead to that one. But um, you got your you, it's you the more your, interesting one for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was just a nice buck, dude, and the cool story. just a long hike out, but but you filled your you filled your AO you had an AO tag or something, right? For
1: yep. So yeah. last year I did two AO tags. Um, oh
0: okay.
1: And so the other one, yeah, was A zone, and I went out with uh, my buddy for, with Nick, who came with me the year before. And another buddy, Mason, met up with us after opening day. So okay. for opening day we went to a spot that it's pretty close to my house. So I've been there a good amount and I've kind of learned the area enough that I was like, All right, Nick, you're gonna sit here at this spot and this is where last year I saw everything, you know, going down. Like we had pigs run by us, we saw like a good sized buck not too far away and I was able to put a stock on him. I wanted to put him in the spot that I thought made the most sense. But there was another area that I wanted to go and check out um, that I hadn't actually been to yet. That I'd Like, been to, but not actually spent the time glassing at
0: uh-huh. first
1: light when you're supposed to be there. So I put Nick at this spot. It's dark. Nick had just gotten done telling me about how allergic he is to poison oak.
0: Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> in the
1: last year, that little spot apparently just got overgrown poison oak and I didn't realize it I was just like you just go sit right here on this point yeah (laughs) so he sits down in the poison oak puts his bow down puts his bag down takes off his jacket lays back there's also a pile like an anthill there apparently so he just was having a rough start for opening morning And so sun's coming up and he's just realizing that he's in all this shit and so he's texting me like dude I need you know I need to leave where are you? And so I'm trying to text him where I am, but it's not like there's really a clear trail to where I was. Yeah. So we eventually get up there and sat through the whole, you know, yes, we sat there the whole day and we saw 15 bucks, which is awesome.
0: Damn. Yeah.
1: We <laughs> didn't, we didn't stock any of them. We, like, they moved over on private because where I was was pretty much right on the border of where the public and private was. Uh-huh. And they kind of wandered across the private. We waited until night. They crossed over a little bit, but it wasn't enough for us to be like, all right, let's make stock here. Yeah. So we let it be, and because Mason was driving up from Santa Barbara, we wanted to meet him at a spot that would be a little bit closer for us to meet in the future. So we wanted to go check out another spot. So as crazy as it is, because of the poison oak and us wanting to meet Mason and you know, you know, explore this new spot, we left 15 beers <laughs> to go find, you know, to go to a spot we've never been before, <laughs> and. Luckily, it paid off. We did not see nearly as many deer at the second spot. But uh, Nick and I show up, and when you Mason would be there later that night, so we park at the trailhead, and we just walk up the trail a little bit just to see what we could see. And, of course, we see a spike in a buck, or a spike in a fork. Yeah. And so we're kind of, like, running down the hill. Let's cut this buck off. There's a little meadow at the bottom, and we both kind of sat maybe 200 yards apart from each other hoping that the buck would just walk out. Yeah. It didn't. We went back to camp, um, went to sleep. Mason showed up a little bit later, um, and we were like, hey, just get to sleep as soon as you can because we're going to be up in four hours, and we're going to go find this deer. So we get up. First light, we're on the trail walking out, and just happens to be that in that meadow that we thought he would walk down to, there's that buck. And so I started kind of shuffling up the trail, and initially he gives me a shot at about like 70 yards or 72 and i draw back and i miss <laughs> and yeah it, it was rough then <laughs> you know got got the buddies there there's another uh guy and his two uh sons that were there as well and so everyone's watching me and i just with it yeah and <laughs> So then I start trying to slide up a little bit closer to it. The deer kind of walked off. It didn't fully run away. It kind of moved back about 10 yards. Yeah. And then there's still a spike that's standing there, kind of just like staring at me. (laughs) So as I'm sliding in, I tried to knock another arrow. Well, I didn't actually knock the arrow all the way. But as I go to draw back, the arrow, the knock pops off the string and drops. (laughs) So then I'm at full draw with no arrow on the string. Uh... So I have to drop that. Then I'm like, kind of laughing myself, being like, well, I'm really messing up." I go to knock it again. It's literally the same exact thing two times in a row. Drawback <laughs> arrow falls right off the string. Like everything that like could go wrong, that I'm totally user error. <laughs> I was doing wrong.
0: <laughs> so when your opponent back, like, like, what? How did it? How did it? Did it just not clip on good enough, or did your front hand like it, grip the arrow? A it little didn't bit. clip on. Huh. I was just too
1: excited to snap it on there, and I kind of just put it on, I guess. Yeah. So when I drew back the arrow kind of like fell and got caught in my release by the broadhead. Huh. <laughs> and uh or in the in the arrow rest. Yeah. By broadhead. And so it kind of fell down backwards. So it happened two times in a row. This is why like I say that this deer was one of the dumbest deer I've ever seen. Is because it didn't run away. While this whole thing's happening and I'm just trying to like shuffle along the trail and be Quiet and stay low, and even be able to draw my bow back, and I can't even do that right. Um, I somehow ended up getting within 43 yards of the gear. and uh, at that point, at 43 yards, I was like, "I'm not going to mess this up." After all of this in front of a group of people, yeah. and then I finally got an arrow stick on, drew back, and one shot, and he ran right over the little crest of the hill. I let a, let out a little battle cry, or victory cry, if you will. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a couple minutes just to see, like, what happened. Walked back down the trail. Um, everyone was there like, oh, that's awesome, this and that. We tried to climb up on a rock to see if, like, we could see where the deer ran. Couldn't see anything. And I just got so impatient because I've been working so hard for a California archery deer.
0: Yeah, And
1: I just, <laughs> I said, screw it, I'm going over right now. Ran back over to the spot the deer had gone maybe 15, 20 yards. Nice. Like, it literally just made it right over the hill, and it just piled up right there.
0: Yeah. So yeah, the reason yeah. we couldn't
1: see it run was because it was <laughs> it was over. <laughs> so that was that was awesome and, you know, totally different from the other experience because, oh, yeah. you know, I got the camaraderie of having my buddies there, and then, you know, we met this other hunter who's was super cool and uh, his kids as well. So it was nice to have that experience and yeah. then also have the the solo experience this season as well.
0: Yeah, that's cool, man. Did you, uh, so that probably kind of helped, like, a, a, be like a confidence booster before your next hat, huh?
1: Oh, 100%. <laughs> it yeah. went
0: from, like, there's no way I'm getting this done to, like, oh, wow, there's there's a
1: possibility. And yeah. I still wasn't too confident in myself because I should have, you know, planned ahead of not packing as much, you know, junk with me. But... <laughs> oh, <laughs> Uh, I still did, and it worked out. <laughs>
0: yeah, about that, like I was. I wonder. I was thinking, like um, I've never had to. I've never done it, but um, I was thinking, like, did you did you think about like just leave on the high country hunt, like just leaving all your camp stuff up there and taking the meat out and then coming back for it, like a like a different um, day, even.
1: Like I I thought about it, but yeah. to get to the spot, it's little over a six hour drive from my house
0: oh shit yeah so it's like
1: for <laughs> for me for me to be able to get to this spot is like a once a year kind of thing
0: oh yeah gotcha
1: so i even thought about like leaving my tent up there and being like i'll just come get it the next year but yeah. i just you know leaving something out that long just didn't seem right to me
0: no, so no.
1: i was like even though like i know i will be back it just i was like I'm um, you know the tent's five pounds and yeah, so. yeah.
0: If you're that far away, yeah. Uh, see, for me, like, the area, I mean, I'm, I'm at the base of the Sierras, so, like, you know, it takes a couple hours to get up there. So, I mean, for I was kind of thinking, like, leave it up there and then, like, maybe next weekend going back to get, get all your camp stuff or even the next day or something, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh- I really wish this spot was closer so I could go and scout it and, you know, be able to spend more time up there.
0: Yeah.
1: And there's other spots that I like to go in D-Zone that are closer.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But th- this spot was uh, just, you know. Yeah. But like I said, because we saw those here the year before, yep. it was kind of just like, <laughs> I have to go check it out again.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's a reason you went back there,
1: huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: That's cool, dude. So for your uh, – what do you – and then your so your uh, A zone hunt kind of made me think about things things that I think about sometimes when I'm shooting my bow or just trying to get like more reps in more more often. I think about like like that that moment when you're pulling when you're like you know knocking an arrow and pulling back. Like I don't want to – I, I want to avoid like that situation where you're like fumbling like oh shit there's a deer you're like putting an arrow on like pulling it back because I. <clears throat> You know what I mean like I, I try to think of like the, just getting more reps in getting comfortable with something as simple as pulling your arrow off your quiver and knocking the arrow and pulling it back. you know just that that whole motion. I just want to be like flawless, <laughs>
1: yeah, and the reason I tell that story is because I don't want someone to make the same mistake that yeah. I made, yeah, just you know going through the motions of just like oh you just you put an arrow on the string, there you go and not checking to make sure it's actually snapped in, and,
0: yeah, man. That's the, that's and
1: the funniest thing is, I thought I would have known after the first arrow to redo it, but you know the buck's right there, and he was trying to get the shot
0: off. Well, you're in the two mo- times in a row. Yeah, and you're in the you're in the moment, so it's hard to think clearly. <laughs> right, exactly. But it's like, yeah, I, I do try to think of stuff like that. You know, like like okay, this is going to happen one of these days. You know, in real life, and there's going to be a freaking deer right here. <laughs> I'm going to need to pull this back on an animal and not just at a target. So I'm like, I try to think of like, you know, just getting that motion down. Cause I haven't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know
1: how it. to prepare for it really, but as long as it's in your head, yeah. hopefully that works.
0: Yeah. I know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't been able to draw back on an actual animal yet. on with my bow. So
1: what do you, I mean, uh, it's, it's tough, but it takes a long time. For me to get my first deer, uh, I think I started in like 2015 or 2016, hunting, yeah. and then last year finally made it happen. So it's, and the first two years I put in close to, you know, 75, 100 days a year, just because I had the, the time being a server. So yeah.
0: it's, it's a lot of time failed. <laughs> yeah, dude, that is a lot of time. Do you uh, you strictly bow hunt?
1: Um, So when I um, initially started again, Um, I had a bow that my mom was living in Illinois. And so I had her ship my bow back when I drove from New York across the country. Um, I left my bow there knowing that I was, I moved to Santa Barbara. So I was like, there's not really much use for me having a bow in Santa Barbara. So I left it in Illinois. Then when I left Santa Barbara and started getting into hunting again, that's when I was like, all right, I'm going to have my mom send my old bow and, you know, we'll be able to. Since I was still am waiting tables, but at the time had even less money. I was trying to do what I could cheap, and so since I had a bow and had it set up, kind of set the goal of killing a public land pig and a public land deer with a bow, and decided I'll get more into rifle once I complete that goal. But for whatever reason, I just had set that goal and really wanted to accomplish that first.
0: Yeah.
1: So it came came with a lot of failure. And a lot of times of me just sitting in, like out in the out in the field being like, well, I don't have a rifle right now. This is so dumb. <laughs> yeah. But uh, after it finally paid off, I was like, okay, cool. So, like, then, This year I bought an uh, A-zone tag so I can actually go and rifle just in case.
0: Yeah.
1: But uh, ideally I'll finish it with my bow. But I like having the option now. Yeah, yeah, for now, sure. Now that goal is completed.
0: Yeah, I still I, – I mean – I've only mainly hunted with a, a rifle, but I just like I said, I just got a bow a year ago. But I still enjoy. I mean, I enjoy hunting with a rifle too, you know. So I I did the same thing. I got a AO tag this year, and then a general season, just a regular tag for D zone. I didn't I didn't draw an X zone or anything this year. So
1: yeah, I'm in the same boat with the uh, the most coveted tags that we have, archery yeah. only yeah but hey we can explore a lot with them so that's what's really cool
0: yeah well I do kind of like there's some for me it's like there's something about like wanting to learn like the, the areas that are close to me so like like the d zones that are right up up the hill and you know an a zone is right down the hill a little bit And it's like I don't know I even though they're harder to be successful it's kind of nice to like learn those areas and try and figure them out you know
1: Oh, for sure, especially with the fact that you you can go every year. Yeah. So it's not like you have to wait every couple of years to go back to your spot that you found a neck zone. You can still go out and have a good time and you know, there's nothing better than being being hunting every year as opposed to waiting.
0: Yeah, exactly. What do you so, um,
1: It's nice when you can draw the tags.
0: Yeah. Do you have any plans on trying to do anything out of state anytime in the next few years? Are you put are you have you been putting in out of state or?
1: Um, so I've been to Arizona for their, um, late season deer hunt the last two years.
0: Okay.
1: I'm going to be afraid that. I guess technically, uh, because their tag system, you can hunt January, August, and December. So technically I only hunted one year, but I went two times. So I went in January and then I went again in December.
0: Okay. Is that like a mule deer or
1: coos deer? Yeah. Um, so the first year that we were down there, um, I got within like 120, 150 yards of a uh, mule deer buck. And then when I was out there this year, um, it was funny. I was actually looking in the flats where usually the mule deer are. And all I was seeing was coos deer. And I just could not find a mule deer. You know, I wasn't opposed to shooting coos deer by any means, but Uh I specifically thought I was going to be in a mule deer spot. (laughs) And I was just seeing coos deer running around (laughs) everywhere. But, uh, (laughs) I have uh, I have not drawn back on an animal in Arizona. Okay. So I put in for their elk hunt this year um, so I could build points at least and just, you know, if I get super lucky, draw a bag. But uh, probably go back. Ideally, I'll be going in August, but my girlfriend's cousin has a wedding that she, because of the whole COVID thing, has had to change the date around a couple times. So not entirely sure if that's going to work out, um, just because uh, my girlfriend's little brother lives in Arizona, and so that's who I usually go and hunt with. Okay. So if I was going to drive down there, I already told her I may not be able to make it to the wedding if it's late August time deer season, yeah. but uh, I don't know if, if he'll be able to have that same excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> so we'll see. If not, I'll be back there in uh, December or January for sure, because that's just such a fun hunt.
0: Right on yeah and uh oh go ahead i just i haven't dug into the into the out-of-state stuff yet but i'm thinking that this year i'm i really wanted to this year but i'm like we're catching up on some bills and i'm like just we're we're gung-ho about paying off some bills this year so i'm like dude i just need to buckle down and i'll try to plan a little bit better for next year for some out-of-state stuff but
1: we'll see absolutely like it's take care of it now so that next year there's no worries and
0: yeah i feel like we're can just, do it because
1: it's it's not
0: cheap going out of state i know and i i feel like we're finally like at the mindset where we're like we're trying to be smarter with money you know so it's like we need to we're doing really well this covid thing is actually helping a ton like we're not driving as much and not going out as much so like we're catching up on bills <laughs> like super fast dude and i'm like i can see the light at the end of the tunnel
1: <laughs> absolutely yeah. it's, it's weird how like little money you spend if you're not actually you know out all the time yeah. we've noticed similar things where are like oh wow like getting back to normal life does sound awesome but at the same time saving a little bit of money right now
0: yeah dude it's crazy
1: i guess also i'm considering a elk hunt but uh that is kind of up in the air and i don't want to really jinx it too much but If I can, I will probably be heading to Oregon for elk, but,
0: uh,
1: that's, that's going to depend on work situation because again, since I haven't been working, I don't know what it's going to be like going back, working at restaurants. And I'm assuming since it's going to be less busy than before, that I should be able to still take time off. Yeah. But I've kind of been, you know, stretching myself out enough that I'm like, I don't know how much my manager is going to really let me do. But I'm going to try, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. What area in Oregon?
1: Um, so actually, I have no idea. My buddy just moved from Santa Barbara, and uh, I guess he was uh, just graduated from slow. He was my buddy in Santa Barbara uh, from San Luis Obispo. Uh-huh. But he moved up to Portland. And so I was initially going to go to Idaho, but he was like, dude, I really want to go elk hunting. And I gave him my old bow that I had my mom ship out here so he could practice shooting. So okay. I was like, you know, instead of going to Idaho, I'd rather go and hunt with my friend as well. So yeah. we, I have go hunt, and I've been kind of like going through units. Yeah. But I have, <laughs> I can't tell you if I even want to do Roosevelt or if I want to do um, uh, Rocky Mountains. Uh-huh. It's like so so much up in the air right now that I'm like just excited to go and be a part of it. Yeah, that I probably rather do Rockies. But there's just something about you know going getting a Roosevelt because you can really only get them in Oregon. Yeah. Well, not only in Oregon, but you know what I mean, that Pacific Northwest.
0: Yeah.
1: So going back and forth on that, but after like I said earlier, running out of uh, gear essentially this season has made me realize I need to find a way to get more meat.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) uh,
1: (laughs) That's the most important thing.
0: Yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah, we have, my wife's family is all from Oregon, so we have, they, they have family up in the, like, Talent, Oregon, which is right by Ashland and Medford, which is like five. Okay, nice. Yeah, it's like right 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 above, right up, up high five, like right past the border, pretty much. Um, yep. And I've gone, uh, so her, her uncle's kind of been somewhat, somewhat of my mentor from a distance, I guess, but he, uh, I've gone elk hunting with him up there. It's freaking, dude, it's crazy. Those
1: animals are so damn big. It's fun, man. Um, Yeah, I, I've only driven through one time, uh, and it was two months ago, because we went up and, uh, was it was even two months ago? It was a little under two months ago. We went up for a trip, and I went fishing with that friend who just moved up to Portland, and uh, we drove through that area, and all I was doing as we were driving was just looking at the mountains and just wishing I could go and hunt it. Yeah. It just looks like such cool country. Um, but what was it the, we fished the fished the rogue and then there was another smaller one closer to the Umpqua Portland right. it wasn't the Umqua, it was started with an N I believe Nestucca maybe and uh, okay. I believe it was the, the Um yeah it was it was awesome and for being my first time up there I, I loved it and so that's why I'm like I don't really care where I go yeah. Just because I saw enough different portions of it, but I was like, I just I like it. <laughs> yeah, I can be anywhere up here, and I'll just enjoy hunting up here.
0: Yeah, it's awesome, dude. We love it, man. And yeah, and then their family is from they're from like originally the like the eastern part of Oregon, which is like high desert. And so it's like we we'll go over there. I went over there and like antelope hunted with him two years ago. So I've done that up there on the up in the desert, and there's huge bucks up there too. Like, um mule deer and then and then the antelope obviously but yeah and then and then the elk hunting over there in the timber like over on the western side and then we do the we do salmon fishing and steelhead fishing and stuff on the Rogue, like what you're saying like he he takes us out on a drift boat and we do that usually once or twice a year dude it's i love it up there man
1: that's awesome
0: it's it's really an
1: outdoorsman's paradise
0: it is but too bad it's just just about as liberal as california now <laughs> that's the downside <laughs> and uh, I see I see you posting a lot of political stuff dude <laughs> shit cracks well, me yeah. up yeah.
1: it's one of those things that I'm like well I talk to enough people that are like well I can't do it because I have a job and I'm yeah. like I totally get that you know and but then there's me who waits tables so I'm like since yeah. I'm doing nothing right now I might as well take this opportunity to you know try and make <laughs> make some points out of this.
0: <laughs> trying to educate some folks <laughs>
1: exactly uh, do what little I can. And then yeah. for school projects, I, I pick similar topics for school projects. So, uh, I uh, think I'm fairly memorable for the teachers.
0: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, dude. Especially, yeah. Like in the, the school system or the, the, like the, uh, I mean, you know, school systems are kind of known for being liberal. So it's kind of funny.
1: The, uh, indoctrination system. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so what are you? What are you um, doing so much like archery? Like what are you using for field tips? Are you using like you're using expandables, right? Yeah. So I
1: use the um, for my broadheads. I have the Rage uh, tri pans. Okay. And that's what I shot both my deer with last year, and I'll use them again this year. I loved them.
0: Yeah, I've heard a lot of good um, things about them.
1: Yeah. Um. Some people say they don't like Rage. Uh-huh. The, you know the cheaper ones and whatnot but these ones are titanium and i did not see any issues with uh you know the first deer i shot was a clear pass through the other ones had the second one, DRS, the Mule deer had great penetration uh-huh. um and yeah all in all I'm very pleased with them i'll be even have two the two right there that uh, i can reuse
0: oh okay nice
1: so like they're clean enough that I can uh, you know maybe I'll still sharpen them, but throw a new collar on and have it as a backup for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've been thinking about either I've heard I've heard good things about those and then the Severs. Uh, so
1: that's what that's what initially I wanted to get. Um, okay. They're just a little bit more expensive, so I've just held off on ordering them yeah. just because I had the trot hands and. I've heard I like the Severs because they have that locking screw so you can shoot them you don't have to like change your broadhead for uh field points or practice points or anything. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. But uh that's definitely on my list, that's for sure.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I was kind of it's curious to like see what people are using and a lot of people are switching to those those new uh, annihilator fixed head broadheads um Those things, I've heard a lot of good things about those, too. I don't know, my issue is, like, um, you know, because you you used a fixed fixed blade, and then you gotta, like, I don't know, you have to retune and try and match up the fletchings and stuff like that, and I don't know, I feel like with the amount of time I have to, like, tinker with stuff, like, it just, it's almost more like, I almost kind of just want to stick with the expandable, um they
1: they just fly pretty true I mean yeah and I think the, the fix fix are just gonna get caught in the wind a little bit more just more drag in general yeah so like Idaho though doesn't let you hunt with expandables that's, so some places don't let you that's true but I feel like if, if you can I feel like it's, personally I like them better
0: yeah well, you hear some people say, which which was my initial thought when I a year ago when I first got my bow. I'm like, oh, it's probably more ethical to get a fixed blade. But then the more the more I thought about it, I'm like, well, um, like the cutting diameter on an expandable is usually bigger, so yep. What's more ethical if the expandable cuts more? You know.
1: Yeah. Um, that no, it's tough because you could also say that if the Fixed is less accurate yeah. then it would be. You know, less ethical to use the fixed in that way. Um, if you're hunting pigs, I may recommend going a fixed blade, um, just so you have a little bit more sturdiness.
0: Yeah,
1: but um, but again, I personally haven't seen an issue uh, with the expandables.
0: Uh-huh. But
1: that would be maybe my thinking about, it, or maybe bear as well.
0: Yeah,
1: the, the deer. Yeah, you know, like the blacktail 43 yards did right through it, no issues.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I'm going to be tinkering a little bit here soon. I keep I keep shooting my I keep breaking arrows, so I need to start <laughs> need to stock up on some more arrows. I, I don't know, I need to get I I want to get more into like tinkering and fletching and just doing some more stuff myself, but one thing at a time. Exactly.
1: Uh, it's like there's so many more things you can always add
0: on. I know, dude. It's like I have find... a whole. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to find ahead. time. It's just hard to find time for me, you know.
1: But... Right. Like you're the opposite of me right now. Like you're even busier with work, right?
0: Yeah, we're slammed, dude. I'm like so busy with work, and then, um, yeah, I'm just kids, and I'm trying to, um, trying to build garage cabinets and stuff right now because my. My uh, my dad is selling his house and waiting for another house to be ready. He, he hasn't found a new house yet, but he, his other house just, uh, they're an escrow or whatever. So he's going to move in here for a while. So I'm trying to get my house all dialed in so that there's room for him. <laughs> and so I'm yeah. like, and, and my house is only a year old, so it's not really, like the garage isn't dialed in yet. So I'm I'm like, dude, I just have stuff everywhere. and I And I just know deer season's coming up and... I want, I want my scouting and my, I want it to be like free and clear so I can just go and not have to worry about shit. You know what I'm saying? You um, don't
1: have to worry about anyone, anyone back home saying, you got to do this. You forgot to do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, dude. So I'm just trying to like get my garage dialed in to where I don't go crazy and I have a place to escape out there if I need to get out of the house and like tinker with stuff and, just a place for him to put his stuff when he gets here. And I just want to go scout and go hunt and not have to worry about shit. So that's my goal right now is to get this shit done. And, but yeah, work's been hella busy and yeah, I got three kids. So it's busy, man.
1: I believe it. But from the, the pictures I've seen that you've been posting at your garage, it looks like it's coming along really nicely with those shelves.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's turned out good for, I'm not, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a framer but <laughs> they're turning out good. It's, it's cool.
1: That's a matter.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to finish my, yeah. So that left side has like, so it has a, it's stubbed. That's like a, it's like a, a three car tandem garage. So the, the back part is a single. And that, okay. that, that, that's the side I'm making into like a man cave. So like that left side where the cabinets are, where there's a cutout, I have like plumbing stubbed out right there. So I want to put a sink, I want to get, like, a stainless steel counter, like, table with a stainless steel sink so I can use for, like, butchering or, like, after fishing or, like, you know, cleaning ducks or whatever and and put, like, a heavy... A great duty, idea. Yeah, and just put, like, a heavy-duty garbage disposal in it and then... Oh, nice. Yeah, and then the the right side is going to be um, just a... It's going to be, like, a 15-foot-long workbench with... I'm just going to have, like, my, my gun vise and, like, you know, archery stuff eventually. And I don't know, maybe hang a few mounts above it or something, but maybe record some podcasts out there, dude. There you go. (laughs) And then in the... Got your own studio. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. So then then in the middle, I I built that backstop, the archery backstop. And I've been like going out there in the evenings and shooting. And like, um, yeah, it's like 20 yards from my sidewalk to that back of that garage. So I just... um, Put like a barnwood wall up and an archery backstop in there, so it's turning out good. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's kind that's of uh, that's probably the number one thing, other than a yard for my dog. what I'm excited about of leaving apartment complexes. Well, I guess there's a lot of things, but <laughs> yeah, one of those is for sure having a garage and having like that idea that you're just saying of having to sink in like a like a table butchering place and whatnot. Yeah, I've butchered both deer. And then we have a uh, a pig trap permit that we got four or five pigs off of around the same time last year. That's the deer. So I butchered all of those in our one-bedroom apartment kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) My girlfriend uh, is never too thrilled when she sees the Yeti full and just knows that I'm just going to be taking up the kitchen to butcher. (laughs) So I'm sure she's excited for me to have a garage like you're building right now as well.
0: Oh, that's funny, man. That's awesome. Well, you're, dude, you're you're not using it as an excuse, though. You're still getting it done. Well, that's the thing is, I've got nowhere
1: else to do it. You know, might as well just do it where I can. And since I work in, you know, restaurants and just to, you know, cleaning up, and whether or not she agrees with how well I clean, but yeah, the big thing is as long as she doesn't find feathers or hair anywhere, then it's not really a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <man.
0: laughs> it's hard to keep those duck feathers under control, man. They freaking fly everywhere. <laughs>
1: everywhere i think duck is definitely worse than uh, than the tear
0: yeah see those little down feathers they just start floating around
1: yep exactly and
0: tucked behind olive oil and whatnot yeah they're like they're behind all kinds of stuff every time i pull something out from my garage i'm like dude there's fucking feathers everywhere dude <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh it never fails
0: yeah so what do you so it's pretty much diving into scouting season right now. Huh? Do you have anything planned for scouting? Are you going to be, do you get out for scouting much? Are you going to be doing any weekend scouting trips or?
1: So usually um, I try and get out quite a bit and I've been trying to get out more um, since I haven't been working. Yeah, I've pretty much just gone out and been trying to explore new areas. Um, I have hit a couple spots that uh, I hit fairly frequently um, like I went up and watched it with uh, my buddy who's a guide, and we did uh, a tule elk hunt with him uh, last year. Okay, so we like to watch watch those elk for him so he can keep tabs on them for if they end up getting a client or whatnot. I yeah. um, did a did a backpacking trip trying to find a, a separate herd in that unit. Um, like I said, I went up to Oregon. Um, I went up to the upper X zones and explored all along there. Um, okay. At the start of this um, But my plan was To do a backpacking trip this week And then also next week But since my pack got stolen oh, A couple right. days ago That's uh, kind of kind of been put on hold So uh, the plan is Still be able to get out soon But I may just be going To local A-zone spots As opposed to going scouting fun places right now
0: Yeah Shit dude that's a bummer so, dude I saw your You post that. I was like, God damn
1: it. I hate thieves, dude. They should be shot. Uh, I know, man. I was was not happy. But um, I did the next day because I was so angry and because hunting season's starting up and I have to be up early. I decided I'm going to change my sleep schedule and start waking up to, you know, 3.30 or 4 in the morning. So it's not a big deal when hunting season starts. And I actually caught two. uh, We live in a gated apartment complex. I caught two crackheads going through. Called the cops and was able to uh, get him over there. They searched their car. Unfortunately, my bag wasn't in there. Oh,
0: wow. But
1: uh, after that, after that, we haven't really had many issues that I've seen. So
0: really, huh. you know,
1: no. So it's a plus. You know, didn't actually get my bag back. We've yeah. been having a big string of uh, break-ins and whatnot that I didn't even realize until uh, um, my pack got stolen. I started talking to neighbors to see if they saw anyone and. Everyone it seemed had some kind of story of something getting stolen. Or one guy in our parking lot got chased by a guy with a machete, apparently. Holy so, shit!
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So uh, let's just say uh, I've been keeping an eye out on things.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Damn, That's really? the
1: uh, the Bay Area for you.
0: Yeah. What part? What part are you? What part of the Bay are you at again? Uh, so Pleasant Hill, is right by like Walnut Creek. Oh yeah, yeah. I used to work down there a lot, like down there by Concord and stuff.
1: Yep, exactly. I'm pretty much like right on the border. Yeah. Concord.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the first like ten years of my career I worked down in the Bay Area like every day. <laughs> all, all over the yeah. bay. So
1: Yep, it's uh it's uh an interesting spot, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's uh lately there's been more break ins and whatnot than I anticipated when I was moving up here, but uh my girlfriend works in the city. She works uh, for a tech company, so it makes sense for us to be here right now. Yeah. And since I'm just going to school and waiting tables, I was like, yeah, you know, I guess I'll go see what it's like. Yeah. And now it's at the point where we're both ready to leave and get out of here. But if we you know, go anywhere else, I'd have to pay out-of-state tuition. So yeah. we're just trying to suck it up if we can for the next two years and then kind of figure out how things go once I'm fully graduated. But yeah, attempting to make the best of it now.
0: Yeah, for sure. What do you, uh, are you uh, talking about scouting? Are you, uh, do you use any trail cameras? Because I feel like I've been talking to a couple guys about trail cameras, and I only have a couple, and I'm like, dude, I need to start, like, putting them out sooner and leaving them out longer and checking them more often and (laughs) just getting a better idea of what's actually going on, And you know, when your eyes aren't, when you're not scouting, it's like, it's nice to see what's going on. You use trail cameras much?
1: Yeah, actually, uh, my foot is on top of my box of trail cameras now. I'm probably, I you don't know, there's probably six cameras underneath there that uh-huh. are just sitting here. That I, all spring, I've been like, I need to get cameras out, and I yeah. think I have three cameras out right now. Yeah, three, and I just put one out last week. Okay. So, I've been fl- I've been slacking on that because I've been trying to hold off until there's enough antler growth that I can see what's like moving around yeah but a lot of a zone is so much dead grass and i just get so many just like wind pictures yeah that i've made the mistake of putting them up too early and then just you know having to clear cards last year i had one card fill up in a week
0: wow
1: so i I was back a week later and the card was filled because it had so many wind pictures so i was trying to wait and time it out right but uh i've failed that mission this year um but, yeah, I, I love having trail cameras out. Yeah. Um, if you can just leave them out, especially after the season, if you can hide them in a spot where no one's going to see them, yeah, it's really cool, the pictures that you can get, like, during the blacktail rut because uh-huh. more bucks are cruising around. Yeah. So I, I really enjoy having them. I've just slacked on them this year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I'm surprised how I was talking about guy about the other day but like i'm surprised how long the batteries last like i think one of mine last year the year i don't know if it was last year or the year before i I left one out for like two most of the year like into december i think and (laughs) it it, did it had like more than half the battery left and i don't know i was pretty surprised i just use those cheap like wild game innovations ones or whatever they are but i I was just
1: gonna i was just gonna recommend that to you that uh um, there's sites that will do them for like thirty five dollars
0: yeah, I don't remember what these ones cost, but they were they were something like that. They weren't you know super high end or anything, but they work.
1: yeah, especially because like how many hunters that we have wandering around in our zones and whatnot Stealing I just them. buy the cheapest yeah, I buy the cheapest cameras I can so that it's like if I get a couple pictures, awesome. If someone takes it, then it, you know it's thirty five dollars, yeah. not the end of the world.
0: Yeah. So, but I mean,
1: some people have really nice cameras and I'm sure they get better pictures and more pictures and I'm sure these cheaper cameras don't catch everything. Yeah. For For me, they've done the the job and done some.
0: Like, I'm very pleased with them. Right on. Yeah, I was talking, um, or I saw, I don't know if you listened to one of the episodes I talked to Steve Evans, but um, he's been using these spy point i think is what they're called but they're like a remote
1: the cell cameras right
0: yeah dude they're sick dude
1: yeah i, I saw the picture he posted earlier and i was like fuck like
0: how it nice might would be worth be? it to
1: get, get the more expensive ones
0: well, but dude because like i mean how much money do you spend to go back and forth checking them you know like
1: <laughs> yeah exactly if you can just get it sent to you like real time yeah i think that's pretty cool yeah
0: if you can if you can afford it i, I, I don't know. I'm I can't afford it right now, but I will definitely be looking into it next year for sure after I get all these bills paid off. But, yeah, those things are sick, dude. I was like, man, how convenient is that? (laughs) I mean, I knew they were around, but I just never looked at them that closely until I saw his pictures, and I'm like, dude, why am I not doing that shit? (laughs) But Uh,
1: now do you know if he's – like my concern is because I think he talked about pretty being fairly far back in the backcountry – is how well the service works.
0: That's the thing. I was texting him the other day, and and he was saying uh, you have to have, uh, he said two bars of service on the thing. So, like, there's some areas he was trying to put them, and he couldn't get service, so he had to put some other cameras in that area. And then he put those remote ones in an area that he got at least two bars of service on that little antenna thing.
1: That makes more sense.
0: Yeah. So, he was getting
1: some big bears on the
0: camera now. Dude, did you see that bear dude? Yeah, that was impressive. Yeah, that's big, dude. I was like, uh, I mean I know supposedly bear you know, bears are hard to judge. I don't, dude I see a lot of I've seen a lot of big bears up there, dude. I mean I don't know exact I don't know where he's at, but I know in in D zone in the Sierras, dude I see some big bears. And that one was probably the biggest I've seen. I think. Yeah, that looked
1: like like the biggest I've ever seen. Like, it looked like a big bear.
0: Dude, that belly yeah,
1: No judge of bear, but (laughs) it looked massive.
0: Yeah, I was reading a few comments because I'm the same way. I don't really know how to judge them that well either, but I was reading comments on that picture, and somebody was saying, like, you know, if you see the belly hanging low towards the ground and, like, the front legs – really big that's like a good indication that it, if the front legs look real big then it's a good indication that it's a good sized bear so, i don't know there we go i'm trying to I mean, make sense like yeah
1: the big belly is like similar on elk and deer like elk and deer too i think
0: yeah yeah, From yeah you the, see, m-
1: mature animals and whatnot
0: yeah you see big mule deer with huge old bellies <laughs> yep and necks but Anyways, yeah, dude, I I don't know, I mean, I think that's all I really, I really got, but I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to, to talk about. No, I mean,
1: I just, just want to say thank you for having me on, man. Yeah, dude. Really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I I, I know, dude, sometimes I'm like, I'm like, man, I don't know, it's kind of weird, like, reaching out to people that you don't know, like, hey, uh, do you want to record a conversation? You know, it's like, kind of (laughs) uncomfortable for a second, but dude, every, I don't know, everybody likes talking about hunting and. You know, you figure, you just kind of get to get to get to know more people or whatever, and talk. I'll talk about hunting to anybody all any time of the day, dude. It's like my favorite thing to, to do is think about hunting and shit. So,
1: <laughs> oh, for sure, I mean, it's like, especially once you have someone that's got that same bond with you, it's like you can just talk about it forever.
0: Yeah, 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 dude. And I just, yeah, I mean. I keep meaning to tell people like who, that I talk to, like, dude, if you're ever in the area up here, or you want to go duck hunting, or you want to go scouting, or shooting your bow, or whatever, uh, let me know, dude. I, I keep meaning to tell that to everybody I talk to. It's, everybody's been super cool so far. But I want to. I know you've been going to that that broadhead shoot down there in Petaluma, right?
1: Yeah, that is uh, one event that I look forward to every year. I've yeah. been for three years in a row, and it is so much fun.
0: Dude, I finally bought tickets, and and then they got fucking canceled.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. It was it was disappointing because they were holding off on it for a while, and I was like, we might actually be able to have it.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, I was, I was pretty bummed because I was looking forward to meeting people and like shooting. You know, because I just got my bow a year ago, so like when that thing happened last year, I think it was like right around the time I got my bow, so I didn't. I didn't go, and so this year I was right. looking forward to it, and have to wait till next year, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, next year will be even better, but
0: you yeah, know, if you make it up
1: uh, to my neck of the woods, or if you want to go do any scouting as well, fishing, you know, duck hunting, I'm always down, and because you know I live in a place that is not the uh, not close to any hunting. I'm used to driving, so yeah, it's not a big deal for me to cruise on down and uh, go meet up with you as well.
0: Right on, dude. Appreciate it. Hell oh, yeah, man. We'll see it.
1: Well, again, I thank you so much for having me on. This has been awesome.
0: Yeah, man. Appreciate you taking the time out out of your day and and coming on.
1: Well, again, it's not like I'm doing too much right now until uh, work starts back up. So it's uh, the highlight of my day is being able to talk to you. <laughs> nice to talk on. taking you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, dude.
0: I've been busy all day with work and. The kids were a pain in the butt today, so I was like, put them to bed and have a drink and talk talk hunting. <laughs> Doesn't get better than that. Hell yeah. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me on Instagram at mountain.vision or my personal Instagram page at bluecollarharvester. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening.